and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis and Benjamin Holden. Today's episode is all about stress. Now, hello. There he is. That's he what is. causes stress in my Why? life. That that noise. Me opening the can. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh my god, that just made me sick. <laughs> that I'm so that sorry was, for anyone who's listening. That was absolutely disgusting. That was very blatant. By the way, I don't usually drink like that. No, he doesn't. Well, no, he actually you. does. Anyway, today's podcast is all about stress. Now. We all experience different levels of stress in our lives and people deal with it in different ways. Some people don't deal it deal with it as well and some people actually have methods to deal with it really well. But by definition, stress is the body's reaction to any change that requires an adjustment or response. The body reacts to these changes with physical, mental and emotional responses and stress is a normal part of life. You can experience stress from your environment, your body, and your thoughts. And I think we all know what it feels like to be stressed. If you don't, you're a very lucky person. But it's not easy to pin down exactly what stress means. Even though the definition does kind of explain what it is, I think the actual definition of stress will will differ from person to person because I think if you ask one person and then ask another person it can just be so different for how someone feels in a certain situation and when we say things like oh this is stressful I'm so stressed you can be talking about different things you can be talking about a situation or event that puts pressure on you for example when we have loads of work to do and it's not in our control or our reactions being placed under pressure. And I know me and Ben feel this a lot of the time with our job on social media and running a business. You do feel like there's a lot of of pressure being put on you. Yeah, 100%. And I think obviously you just touched on what the the kind of definition is there. And we, I think you were talking before, we're not talking about the, like, we're talking about like acute stress. Yeah, we talk about acute stress, which is basically short term and a lot more common. And this kind of just develops kind of like on a day-to-day basis from like pressures, events. It's not chronic stress that we're talking about here. We are talking about those kind of daily struggles and stresses and pressures. Yeah, because stress isn't a, a, this is the word I always mess up, a a psychiatric diagnosis. It's kind of closely, it is closely linked to mental health and can cause things like anxiety and depression which we will briefly touch on in today's podcast Mm -hmm. um and it can cause these kind of things to get worse um and sort of increase the likelihood of anything that is common sorry i'm still holding it's so weird i'm just about to talk about the common cold and i'm still holding on to the end of it he's been ill for like a week he does not have corona i I went and got (laughs) i went and got a covid test by the way uh, yeah. a week ago and so mad you get the test back straight away the next day it was, to be fair it was absolutely brilliant like the way they do it is absolutely amazing like hats off to um that's can you stop doing that sorry noise? i've got a hats cold. off to the nhs and w- what they've done in this situation like the process was smooth as hell wasn't it yeah it was uh very very efficient when you went and got it done apart from having to pick the, the insides of my brain out with a swab mm. to get tested but then i had the results back within 24 hours so covid free yeah but um, stress can actually increase the likelihood of anything from a, you getting a common cold up to like cardiovascular disease, which I just think is mad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it, I don't know why I was laughing then because I've I've had the worst. But I had an operation due to stress and anxiety, which I will go into after. 
And even weird saying that, the fact it can affect you so much where... You get a cold. Because like it, you, it you affects your immune cold. system, your central nervous system. Obviously, Ben got really stressed last week because his Instagram got hacked. And then the next day he was, was so ill. That's so true, actually. And I was saying this to my nan and gramps because like, oh, how's Ben? How is he? I was like, I think it was due to his Instagram being hacked because he was under so much emotional stress. And like I said before, that emotional stress and that emotional pressure can lead to feeling ill. Like you were tired, yeah. you were fatigued, you were so like throaty this, and coffee. This is coffee. This is why we made you obviously go and You're get just a making test up and these, stuff. I'm making up words, words today. Yeah. Well, I like them to be fair, but, um. Um, <laughs> but the, this is things that I often talked about. You often see that the first clues of being stressed can be physical signs. So tiredness, headaches, like you were saying, upset stomach, developing a cold or symptoms of a cold they can often be the first things of like that we can recognize of why we may be stressed and sometimes we don't even know that we are stressed you can just be signs i don't think i was stressed i knew you were well stressed you were <laughs> we'll just have to cut those bits out <laughs> <laughs> um no i could definitely tell because your whole kind of like your your body language how you were kind of approaching situations and obviously with stress a stress as well comes different emotions you were upset you were sad you were angry and this is what happens when you do become stressed but I do believe that being under pressure because obviously a lot of pressure causes stress but being under pressure is a normal part of life and it can help you take action feel more energized and get results because if you were so laid back with no pressure I'm always a bit like, what would actually drive you forward? If you don't have pressure for a dissertation to hit a deadline, you probably wouldn't do it, for example. But if you often become so overwhelmed by stress, this is when the problems will start occurring. So like Ben said, all those physical problems and the mental health side of things. So with anxiety, like I suffer from anxiety. I used to be in denial and didn't think I did for two and a half years. <laughs> but I have, I do, I completely have... Um, anxiety and that was probably caused by stress many many years but ago the thing that happens with that as well is that as a knock-on effect it can there's other signals like for example it can affect our sleep it can affect our appetite the way that we eat, our diet and if we then let it affect those things it then affects our physical health like in the long term as well and this is where it can kind of turn into that vicious cycle and make us feel more stressed emotionally because we're letting it affect things that look after our general health such as sleeping or diet so and that's why we've got to be really careful when it starts to really affect those things that are there to help us recover and um, recuperate and, and those sort of things yeah and I think this is a good time for me to discuss um, a little bit about what happened in terms of it is obviously the mental side with stress and anxiety but how it affected me physically now this might be more of a personal experience um but I do think it's important to share now when we feel anxious our bodies release hormones called cortisol and adrenaline you've probably heard of them before your heart's pounding and things like that sweaty palms basically this is the body's automatic way of preparing to respond to a threat and it's fight flight or freeze response again this is amazing in the chimps paradox a really good book I would recommend you to read if you're often stressed, then you're probably producing high levels of these hormones, which can make you feel physically unwell and can affect your health in the longer term. Now, this is where I developed a really, really bad stomach for two years, up to the point where I had an operation 
to kind of see what was going on because your mind and your gut is related that's the easiest way to explain it now I'd had really bad stomach pains I think it was literally when it was like three and a half years ago when we first got together yeah I'm pretty well, sure this is where it's crazy because I remember because I went to a couple of those consultations to, with the doctor when we were trying to figure out what it was because you were in like absolute chronic chronic yeah, pain bad. weren't you and he was saying to you like are you stressed do you get anxious like it could be a cause and I was like oh fuck off mate like you can't just get stomach pains like yeah. I've, I've watched you have just through stress and anxiety I was like there's obviously something underlying that's going on yeah I just couldn't see how that much pain could be caused by just being stressed out yeah and I also think I I wasn't stressed because I I was so like I was relaxed I was happy yes like work was stressful or to be fair it was we started the business Mm -hmm. that's when we started the business I was I was doing my dissertation at uni final year so I probably was um subconsciously really stressed but I was like no like I'm I'm fine there's no there's no issue and um I went back and forth to consultations for ages because basically your bowel sits just above your womb and so they couldn't differentiate whether I was having womb pain so like endometriosis or if it was like bowel like IBS or anything worse like pelvic inflammatory disease all these things were being listed I was like oh my god but I think that was making you more stressed because you were more stressed you were then doing the good order just google it and that makes things 10 times worse because then then when you put stuff out on social media like oh it could be this it could be this people then start dming you like oh i've had what was the thing called why you have a uh, a, a lap laparoscopy what's the reason that you have that it's to check mainly for endometriosis so then you thought that you had that and you were getting getting messaged up girls like i've had it this has happened this happened there's never been a, a solution for it and then you were stressing out more because of it so that mm. i think was that making your stomach even worse now 100% yeah because I I did like I'm a type of person who shares my journey on social media I'm in the public eye that's kind of what I do I don't mind sharing about it but at that time when I was explaining because I was I wasn't very well for quite a long time I it was coming across on my socials so I thought I'd share it with people like what was up with me and obviously I was having an operation so (laughs) I wasn't like training for like four weeks so people knew yeah I mean the messages I was getting I was scared shitless I didn't really know and it ends up, so I had this laparoscopy, which is where they just have a little surgery into your stomach and check what's going on. And I, I don't have endometriosis, endometriosis, <laughs> endometriosis um, and I was so fortunate for that. Um, but he was explaining, like, he's like, your bowel is twice the size it should be, and it's really red and inflamed. He was like, just try the FODMAP diet, try things like this, and also look after kind of like your mental health, like mindfulness and things. I was like, hmm, interesting. Try the FODMAP diet. It was absolute bullshit. I'm not going to lie. If you do it, fair play. But it just did not work for me. But that's because I didn't have IBS. I did not need I'm not sure why he suggested it. But obviously, there was a reason. And then I started having CBT therapy. And I started controlling. uh, To be fair, I accepted that I had really bad anxiety. And I spoke to Ben about it. And that was like the first thing, speaking to someone, going to therapy, accepting that I had it. I shit you not, within a couple of months, my pain was subsiding in my stomach. Like, there was, like, I used to get it every day, didn't I? And then it was like once every two weeks. I was like, oh my God, like, I'm I'm so okay. It was mad though, wasn't it? Because uh, we went from looking at it as like, it can't just be stressed. And like, we pushed and pushed for you to get this laparoscopy done. And in the end, we were like, okay, you'll we'll try the therapy route and see what happens. And then, literally it was unbelievable how quick it turned around once that you really realized that it was to do with stress yeah. and how much of an impact 
just being stressed can have and also that we weren't really aware of it then of no. of the impact of stress or looking for the signals of stress for it to even have that impact I, I had no idea that just through being stressed could cause that much physical pain yeah well this is why and I still think this is why it's important for us to share this because I don't think a lot of people do like to, to this day still people are like oh like how's your IBS I was like I, I, I don't have IBS like, oh what caused that I was like anxiety and stress and people are absolutely baffled by this and I think as well something I want to say is with CBT so this is cognitive behavioral therapy there needs to stop being a stigma around it and Ben spoke about this in a post which was absolutely incredible but why should there be a stigma around seeing a therapist like we all go to the gym we run we walk we look after our physical health like it's second nature why don't we do the same with our mental health when literally it's probably more important to look after your mental health because then your physical health will be better anyway <laughs> your physical uh, your physical health will be better anyway and I think it's a shame that well I thought this I was like oh I can't go and see a therapist like people think something's so wrong with me and I'm such a worrier it's the best thing I ever did it's like the best thing I ever did I think the, the one thing that's difficult is to identify it act on it but then maintain doing something proactive about it mm. I think it's like oh I feel okay now so I don't really need to be as or make a conscious effort with it when it's got to be one of those things which is like lifelong because yeah. again it's for a lot of people, it's difficult to recognize the signals because, for example, with health and fitness and, and just comparing it to obesity, it's easy to recognize that, right, I physically put on weight, my hips are a little bit flabbier, bingo wings are flopping a little bit more than they used to, bitch tits are there a bit more than they used to. What tits? Bitch tits. I don't know what that is. So if you're a guy and you start getting like, a bit, if you start putting on weight, you can often get some of the... Oh, I like thought bitch you said tits. bitch tits. Bitch, yeah, bitch. Oh, you did, tits. okay. Probably, wow, you learn something it's, new it's, every it's, day. It's probably not the most um, te- de- techni- like a, technical no, term. technical term. But yeah, we'll, we'll ride with that one anyway. Um, and it's easy to notice those signs and symptoms because they're physical and it, you can mm-hmm. see it staring back in the mirror. But when it's something that's such a stress, it's often difficult to to see. And, and, and my dealings of stress have been... And come from stuff which has been more work related and especially business related and I, I, I love being in business I love running my own business but it does come with its, its stresses mm-hmm. especially in certain periods and it's one that we've just been through recently because there's been a couple of things that have happened obviously with my Instagram getting hacked I even have the emails which were hacked and we have stuff which is constantly changing all the time and you're always developing the website what we're doing with members how we're running things and you make mistakes it's part of life and I think because we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the best and do the best what we're doing and so, and kind of give the best version of ourselves to other people, it's stressful when you can't do that or when you've made a mistake or there's something external which has stopped you from doing that. And that's when I get stressed, especially when you can't deal with it. And you, as a human being, you can't be expected to deal with every single thing and have control over everything. That's where you've got to have others to help. And I'll go into that further as you're going down the podcast. But my dealings of stress has mainly been business related. And sometimes I haven't even realised it until like we've had a chat. And again, it's been some of this weekend. I was away down in London this weekend. And one part that is I really, really enjoy a book can be stressful is when we launch these challenges. Because there's so They're much going on. Stressful. There's so much going on. Uh, and there's so much that doesn't get seen that me and Lucy do back end. And 
I was away as well, so Lucy was dealing with like the final weekend, kind of on her own. But then I was I was going back and forth with web developers, uh, marketing team, with, with Lucy, making sure that everything was okay. And there's there's certain things that have like glitches and have kind of gone wrong that we have to then adapt to, respond to, and make sure it goes swimmingly for you guys on the other end. But there's those kind of things that really for me make me stress because I want things to be perfect and I want people to have a good experience. Yeah, I think it's when um, something happens that isn't in your control. So me and Ben always go down the route of everything is your own fault. And still to this day, so something went, there was a glitch basically on this this launch. We still, it wasn't us, but we take it as our own fault because when you can a- accept that the responsibility is yours, you can deal with it better yeah. rather than exp- um blaming it on an external fact like oh they did this I can't believe this and going mad you accept the responsibility that whatever it was you were probably the first person to make that decision like down the line maybe it was two years ago who knows but if you accept that responsibility you can deal with it in a far better way Mm. and to be fair I was so stressed on Saturday I got really ill and Ben was away but in hindsight we kind of kind of prepared for it and we're good at dealing with it together because we take on that responsibility ourselves and this is what a lot of people don't do they do not take on responsibility for their own actions and this is where I feel like people deal with stress in very very different ways if you can accept that so so an external factor for example something's gone wrong um you break your arm it's not what it's not like the floor's fault because you tripped over. It is your fault because you're being clumsy. And I think always these things can seem quite harsh when you think about it. So say for example, like I'm trying to think of what's a really good example about where people can't take their own responsibility and blame an external factor. Um, for example, mate, I know it's not a nice example, but a car crash. Yeah. Because you've you, not like not something's happened. You on the always road. blame the other person. Or like for example, if there's if you're in a traffic jam and you're caught in traffic, you're like, oh fuck, what's the what's the person done who's caused a traffic jam? Well, you could have left earlier. You could have took a different route. There's there's loads of different diversions you could have taken to avoid that situation. Yeah, and I think do you know what that you can use that as kind of like um, is it an 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 anagram? <laughs> I don't know what that's called, but there's always a different route that you can take, and you choose which you which route you want to go down and sometimes it's the wrong route and you have to accept that and you have to accept that you didn't take the right route and it went the wrong way for example like an exam if you don't get the mark you wanted well it's your fault you probably didn't put enough work and if you did put in the work you should have done something else to learn better and when you accept that everything is your own fault it will change your life like genuinely you will feel so much better about these situations where stress just suddenly appears because you know it's your fault and you know you can fix it because it's you. Yeah, 100%. And this is where for me, I want to I want to flip the switch a little and it comes back to last week's podcast where we were talking about negative people because for me, stress is not the killer here. And like with negative people, we can't avoid it. We can't avoid stress. But again, it's how we view it and how we choose to handle it which is ultimately the cider. So what happens when we're stressed? Your heart pounds, you get sweaty, your blood vessels dilate, 
and that's the, for the purpose of better blood supply. You feel and, like you're going to pass out because your heart's beating so fast. Yeah, and get more oxygen to your brain is ultimately why these things happen. Now, these are all things that stress induces to help the body, and this is what I want to get onto. That's our view of stress that massively changes how we deal with stress and how long we're stressed for and how mm. how powerful it is over our, ourselves and the way that we act. And there was a study that looked at participants who viewed the stress response as helpful and one of the things that massively changed when these participants were studied was that their blood vessels relaxed really yeah so that was a physical response of viewing stress Mm. differently so they knew as part of this experiment they were going to be stressed but they viewed the stress as differently so it's a it's a lot healthier way because the main thing and the, the main biological um, factor that is really bad for our health is the uh, the way that our blood vessels move. And that's obviously what causes like cardiac um, disease and arrest at yeah. Yeah, a later point. And this kind of thing, when our heart is racing, we get sweaty, but the blood vessels stay relaxed. This is the same thing that happens in moments of joy. Wow. Yeah, so oh, that's that, like a double-ended sword, isn't so that, it? So that physical response. So we don't get the, the blood vessels dilating, so we're not pumping blood at a, a ridiculous rate and it's bad for us. This this one biological change, the difference between um, a heart attack and then obviously feeling happy, I suppose, and feeling good, which is crazy, I think. Now, for example, what we can do is try and remember and think about the next time we get stressed and think about it as a good thing and not a negative. So... The next time you might feel bad in the gym or say, for example, you feel nervous in the gym or anxious in the gym or people are looking at you about whatever it may be is think about it's actually your body just preparing you to to tear shit up and not let you down. So it's a, it's a good response because it's mm-hmm. helping your body prepare for the set, prepare for the workout, be, be more aware and hopefully perform better because there's aspects of stress in life that will actually help us in performance whether that's um in adrenaline ed- yeah, that's like the biggest yeah. one that'll help you so whether that's in education whether that's in physical performance the same aspects of stress in the right amount that can actually be helpful and these are the things that i want to focus on and the way that we can view stress differently if we really think about it because i know it's hard when you you're pissing with sweat your heart's pounding out of your chest you feel like your heart's gonna fall out your arsehole that stress really becomes a hindrance rather than help and i think if we can start to view it differently is really where we what's the word i'm looking for where we can really come to terms of it and stress for a lot of people and like yourself a few years ago doesn't become like a black hole and just swallow you up yeah, I think that it, it does happen to a lot of people because I think you see it as like the world's against you. Like that's how I was viewing it two years ago. I was like, oh my God, like I'm trying to do everything right. I've got a balanced diet. I exercise like pretty much every day. I'm an active person. I'm happy. And it, it was driving me insane because I was like the world's against me. Really bad aspect to take thinking the world's against you. It is not. <laughs> it is you against yourself. So I had to accept what was happening was happening because of me yeah because what do you think when you get stressed you feel like the world's against me i've got to deal with it on my own 
I'm really secluded. I'm isolated. You never. And this is something again. I'm going to talk about it shortly. Yeah, you ne- you're never on your own. And I'm also the type of person who is uber organized. I'm I'm talking. I color coordinate my wardrobe, my highlighters, my pens. That's just who I am as a person. But one day, one way of actually dealing with stress really well, if it's to do with work, is having priority management and looking after your time. And it might just help you to spend a little more time organizing a daily to-do list and focusing on urgent or time-sensitive tasks first. So basically the things you don't want to do, do them first, like get them out the way. And we did this in our healthy habits group where Ben was explaining to them about the unscheduled sheet where you put in your priority tasks. You also put in things you enjoy to do. You put in your time to eat, to go for a walk, to exercise. And when you've got that there and you can see it all, you're actually prioritizing what needs to be done and you're organizing your time in the best way possible. So you also also have that time to relax and it's important to factor in times to relax in the day like I make sure I have some time off my phone and I can just read my book halfway through the day because I know it relaxes me I think that's massively important to one gauge what type of person you are when you're doing that and to get a balance of when you're scheduling stuff like preparation is massive because I think it's the thing that will often make you feel more confident in a task or when you're doing something Mm. because you often get stressed like when you're unprepared for something, something happens. Now, obviously, you can't prepare for everything, but if you're going in to do a talk, practicing doing it, making sure you're well rehearsed and doing it is obviously going to help not be as stressed. But at the same time, I think if you put too much pressure on yourself or put too much stuff in, in preparation for a day and something comes up and you start missing out on things and you can't get things done or ta- tasks mm-hmm. done completed, then you can be more stressed. So it's getting a balance in that between that. And just going back to what I was talking about with regard to the the physical changes that happen when we get stressed i was listening to a ted talk and the i don't know if you've ever heard of this hormone but it's called um oxytocin i have have you yeah i think a lot level i think a lot of people have heard of oxytocin and it's the reason why is because it's It's tiny isn't it yeah it's often (laughs) referred to as the cuddle hormone cuddle hormone hormone. (laughs) why do they teach us that at a level or the love (laughs) hormone um basically because it's released from the brain when um, people like snuggle up, snuggle up or they bond socially, which again comes back to why we're social beings. And it's also though, it's also pumped out during stress, mm. making, what it makes you do is, because it's pumping out during stress, what it's basically saying to us, ask for help, ask for help, ask for help, mm. which is generally what we don't do, which is why I was saying before, we always feel like we're isolated, or we're on our own or the world's against us and this hormone is, is telling us like we're social ask for help from others that's what yeah. we're there for and I think if we can remember that as well and it's like when the weekend when we were stressed and you thought you were dealing with shit on your own I rang it and we were talking about it and we work things out two heads are always better than one when we're dealing with something which is mm-hmm. making us stressed and you probably felt better from that yeah no I did completely so this is why it's important to remember because that hormone also protects your body and protects the heart and even strengthens it wow crazy shit so this is a body telling us to be social and ask for help get help and make connections and i think this for a lot of reasons is why social media can be a positive thing when you're dealing with other things because how many times you put stuff out there and other people have messaged you like 
try this, this advice is good. I don't know, sometimes, mm-hmm. like we discussed, it can be a negative thing because it's like asking Google for something sometimes. But again, coming back to my Instagram account, getting hacked the other week, I had so many people messaging me like, try this, try this, have you done this? This happened to me. And like, because you just put it out there and asked for help, so many people helped. And it puts you at ease sometimes knowing that other people have been through that and they've managed to get to the other side of it. Do you know what is amazing about social media and our Facebook group for the My Coach School? That is the perfect example where you could be on a transformation journey, you've just started, you feel stressed, like, oh my God, this is the first time I'm doing this. For one, the school, the My Coach School will guide you with anything you need to do. It's it's freaking incredible. But that community lift each other up and empower people so we had a post the other day she was like oh, I'm brand new here like I'll introduce myself I'm really really nervous oh my god she had like 50 comments on this this post from the other members being like oh my god welcome to the family this is gonna be amazing like you'll love this oh try this like giving her advice bigging her up making her feel part of this strong community that we have created and that's where social media is so powerful so she might have been feeling quite stressed quite anxious and then probably with this community and read those comments, thought, yeah, like, fuck me, I can do this. And she felt really empowered. So that adrenaline turned into excitement. Yeah, like, how often do you get that? I feel like you'll put a post, I can get 50 comments of positivity, especially from the social media where some people are just waiting to shit on you. I, I talked about this in my, in my post yesterday as well because obviously I went down with the lads at night to London and um, I just get my post of that put now. And I was speaking to someone about, like, social media and... I was saying like often social media gets a bad rep and sometimes rightly so. But that day for me, like I didn't, I mean, not that I didn't know them, but I'd kind of connected with them, but we hadn't met properly yet. And I realized how truly blessed that I am, that I have, and I have so much gratitude for the community that I'm in and continue to mingle with. And I put it on my post again. And I remember that a few years back, I was speaking to one of my mates, like, oh, have you seen that fucking massive built geezer who runs for, for Team GB? Obviously, talking about Harry Aikens who we had on the podcast a few weeks ago. And on Sunday night, I was staying at his house. We went for Fernando's, went bowling. And then I was up to 1am 1, 1 talking to him and I crashed at his and then we went to the event the next day. I was like, this is just mad. Like, yeah, my life <laughs> it's is mad. crazy. And yeah. th- that's all come through social media and meeting people. And again, that's because we're social beings. And I know this... That, that um, hormone, uh, oxy- oxytocin. Oxytocin. By the way, when I said it's a small yeah, it's hormone, precise. I meant it's from when it's from the pituitary glands. They're they're Tiny. small. I didn't yeah. mean that. When I said it, I was like, I don't mean. Do not mean the hormone is yeah. size. <laughs> it's no size <laughs> for a hormone. From, yeah. And but this also is is prevalent um, during labour and breastfeeding. Mm, go on. And I know it sounds weird, so bear with me, but what this what this got to do with stress basically but it's essentially you're helping others so obviously like when you're in labor childbirth obviously a really exciting social trauma i don't know yeah i've not experienced and with breastfeeding though what you're doing is helping another yeah, yeah, another human being and that's why often we feel good from helping other people mm. it, it relieves our stress so again the same sort of thing with like charity work um, helping the less fortunate, doing stuff for other people, going out your way and not expecting something back. These are all things that can massively help with like times when we're feeling stressed or we want to feel happier. It's just, we, as human beings, we feel better when we're helping other human beings. I think it's something that we massively forget about. Yeah, no, we do, definitely. And 
I think that's I think that's a nice thing. Like, why would you not want to feel good when you've been helping other people? Exactly, and that's something that we can bear in mind. And I think I quoted it from a book that I was reading a few weeks ago, and it's that whole thing of being. It's called being an Indian giver. Do you remember me talking about that? Yes. So this is it, it was quoted because the Indians used to give a lot and not expect anything back, and they would just feel good from it. And that's mm-hmm. why you always see a lot of successful people, you read about a lot of successful people or a lot of rich people who will be massive charity givers. And I know people say, oh, it's because they've got financial wealth. But they've probably been giving it since day one. And it, it massively helps with your own happiness to just to just give to other people. Like, mm-hmm. how, how good do you feel like sometimes? And this is why often at Christmas you feel better when you're giving a gift rather than receiving it. Oh my God, definitely. I get so excited. Like if I give you a gift, I'm yeah. sat there like a child like, oh, like I get really excited That's what I mean. and this is actually another thing as well so with the my coach school challenges I mean the intake intake this time was crazy like wow the nutrition plans I'm talking there's hundreds to do but you're help you're literally with a nutrition plan and diet because they're all bespoke you're changing someone's life yeah. so no matter how many there are to do for our amazing members you feel amazing doing it because you know you're helping somebody's going to change their life in that way. And do you know what I mean? So we're quite stressed and it's quite overwhelming when it's happening. Mm-hmm. But you don't really feel that when you're doing it and you, you send it to them and it's like, oh, they're going to love that. Yeah, 100%. So that's quite a weird example, but that's definitely something that I think um, where stress isn't a, a bad thing. Yeah, 100%. And I you think, feel good about doing I it. I think that's, again, the way that we view stress can be very, very different. And this is coming at it from a different angle again. And this is, um, I don't know if anyone's read his book, but Ant Middleton's book, um, The Fear Bubble. Mm. And this, I remember um, when I was at the USN Day and Ant was doing a talk there. He was kind of talking about fear and stress and that when you view it differently, it can be a massive positive. Because as I've said before, a lot of the good things that happen in life or a lot of the best things that will happen to you in life will be on the other side of shitting yourself. Mm. So when you feel stressed, like I remember I spoke about this before, like I get really stressed when I'm doing talks and we've had talks before. But often, some of the best stuff that I've said or the times where I've helped people most have been on the other side of doing these big talks in front of audiences, mm-hmm. but I've still been shitting myself and I shit myself every time. But Not physically. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> but when I've been doing these talks, then it's something that I'll continue to do. But I also know that when I'm in that place of fear, I know that often it's going to be challenging for me because it might be something that I haven't done before, but I know on the other side of getting through that, that something positive is going to come of it. So I think if, if you can remember that as well sometimes, that when you're shitting yourself or when you're stressed, if you can sort of deal with it and realise it and view it differently, that your body's preparing yourself to do something, that you will often benefit from being in that position or feeling that certain way. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. So like, like we spoke about before, I just want to re- briefly drop a couple of quick fire things that you can do. Obviously, we spoke about preparation, mm-hmm. as it often makes you feel confident, <laughs> and also taking action, because taking action is ultimately what makes you confident. You can't be confident and then expect to take action. It works the way around, because you will become more confident once you take action. Realize that whole momentum of the fear bubble and the way that we mm-hmm. view stress is often the most powerful thing that you can have, and we can't just simply avoid it. And we're all going to fail and we're, we're all going to be stressed 
but how can we prepare for it or view it differently which is the big thing that's massively going to help us as overcome things and again i found this quote online which is by a guy called william james which is from a, a long time ago but i think he even, even nailed it from what we spoke about again today and it is the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one's thought over another oh i like that it is it's all about how the way your mind can deal with it and you use it as a as a source and as a weapon yeah. it's a weapon of choice exactly so it's it just <laughs> it's just based on you and how you decide to respond to it and that's why i'm saying you have to be proactive in the way that you are dealing with your mental health and the way that you see things because it's a lot more powerful than trying to avoid something definitely now that wraps up that podcast mm-hmm. beautiful way to end it with a quote love a good quote at the end of a podcast love a good quote again thank you so much for everyone who is listening who shares the podcast we hope it's as valuable as mm. as we enjoy doing it and don't forget you can join the my coach school community which we spoke about whenever you please www.mycoachschool.com of course and unfortunately we missed out on the latest challenge there will be another one later in the year which um, will be a banger as always, but you can sign up to the MCS at any point during our community whenever you wish. And we will also be updating some of the very exciting things over the next few weeks. Yeah. Which is going to be crazy. Um, and we'll also be running a couple more online events, hopefully soon, which we'll let you guys know about on the podcast. But as always, please continue to share the podcast because we love seeing your guys' feedback. If you can please just give us 10, 20 seconds of your time just to leave a positive review because it means a massive amount to both me and Lucy personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So have a great day or evening, wherever you are in the world, and we'll catch you soon. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.